Welcome to Live Your Best Life with me, your host, Jarrett R. Crothers. I hope that you've had a blessed day and are ready for some fun. Look at me trying and doing a recording of a podcast within like a week of my last post. I haven't done that literally since the summer because I'm the absolute worst, but I'm back and we're here. So a little um, quick life update. Things are happening. You know, today I cried a lot, but like it was a good cry. You know, I was working on some stuff for school and we got her dead. Um, As you know, I'm a musical theater major here at Ball State University and theater is a thing, y'all. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. Today is a new series on the podcast called Hashtag Share Your Story. And a part of this series, I am going to be bringing some new people in and talking to some new people. Um, So surprise, we have a guest, which is so exciting. It's my first guest, first time doing this. So bear with me, please, because I might suck at this. Who knows? We'll see. So, um... Once again, thanks for tuning in. Once again, this is a safe space. So we're just going to go right in, be honest with it, and start with share your, uh, share your story. So today, my guest is Skylar Desher. She's a freshman musical theater major here with me at Ball State. She's from the Woodlands, Texas. Houston, Texas, baby. Anyway, if you watched vine you would know what that reference was because i love vine anyway um her pronouns are she her and she's super uberly talented at singing super uberly talented at dancing super uberly talented at acting she's super talented such a sweetheart and i'm so happy that she's here and yeah hi skylar hi jared oh. wow that was an introduction that's an introduction <laughs> i was I'm lifting honored. you up yes, you were. so yeah anyway how are you feeling i'm good i'm good how yeah. are you you know we're here it's late at night and you know how our major is guys our major is crazy you guys already know that it's crazy we're living the best <laughs> life we are living Wow. Plug. <laughs> plug. plug. Anyway, so um, Skylar came to me with an idea of doing a podcast and talking a little bit about theater. Um, yeah. So talk to me a little bit about your theater experience and kind of what got you here as a musical theater major at Ball State. Yeah, definitely. Um, I started theater at a young age and then kind of stopped and didn't quite find it until like end of my middle school and beginning of high school. And um, I just did plays here and there. And then finally I decided in high school to start auditioning for musicals. I was definitely very scared at first to audition. Um, but then once I just got into it and got into the community of my theater at my high school, I just like fell in love with it and fell in love with the people, the experience and yeah, now I'm here. Yeah. We love that. Mm -hmm. We love doing theater and then stopping and coming back to it. (laughs) I did the exact same thing. You know that sis. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Theater is amazing, amazing, amazing. What's been your favorite show that you've been a part of? Oh, my God. That's overall. so hard. I know. Yeah. It's such a hard one. There's always, for me, there's always, like, one show that completely changed your life. And then there's the show that was, like, so much fun 
to perform. So like we all know Bring It On the Musical changed my life yes. forever. And but Cinderella, Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella wow. was one of the most fun shows to perform. Also Shrek the Musical, shout yes, out to Lock love. Media. Literally so much fun. Those two were the most fun to do. So Definitely. um for me, I think Adam's family was like Ooh. it changed me. Yeah. I was a dancing ancestor and it was like one of the first musicals that I was like, wow, like I can do this. Like yeah. I could do theater. Yes, you um, could. And I think um my favorite one that I did, I recently did Bright Star and the story is just so beautiful mm. and I just had so much fun doing it with my friends. I don't think I know that show. It's, I'm I, definitely going to have to recommend. Okay. We're recommending Bright Star here <laughs> on Live Your Best Life. Yeah. So go see it somewhere. Yeah, Steve I don't Martin wrote the music for it. So I could, okay. I could be wrong on that, but Steve Martin helped write something okay. on it. Wow. Yeah. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I think if you saw a picture of him, you would definitely know. Oh, probably. Yeah, probably. Oh, she's pulling up a picture. As she pulls up a picture, um, I'm going to talk a little more about our musical mm. theater major. So, Oh, I definitely know who that is. Never yeah, mind. Okay. okay. Anyway. Steve Martin. Shout out to him. Okay. So at Ball State, we're both musical theater majors, and we have tons and tons of classes together what's been the class that has been the most challenging here mm -hmm. and what's been the most like fun the one that you look forward to the most in your week okay the most challenging i mean acting is always so challenging yeah. um acting is just hard man yeah. like we all know acting that. is hard acting put is hard, that period. in quotes that's the quote for today's <laughs> theater or for today's podcast acting is hard theater period. is hard it is um but it's super fun um and weirdly my favorite class is musical theory music theory yeah so like for wrong. those of you that didn't know music theory is where we learn how to write compose read sing music like mm -hmm. sheet music mm -hmm. and it's taught by my voice teacher ronald d hellums <laughs> he's an old grumpus but i love him love him love him and yeah, we're in two different sections, so we don't get to see each other no. in theory class. But it's very challenging. But I agree, it is a lot, a lot of it fun. Is. Once you get it, it's so fun. And it's yeah. and it's for me, it's like I rather be doing um, theory homework than doing math or science. Oh and I'm like, I'm so happy that Period. I'm I'm here doing yep. that and not. You're so right. What I, I am the exact same way. Yeah. I'd rather be doing something I love rather than something that like I don't want to do. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, on top you? of being insanely busy, oh, what about me? Oh well, um, I absolutely love dancing y'all yes. know that so my jazz and ballet classes are definitely one of my most fun yeah. and i find that they are also the most challenging for me okay. because i'm being tested in a different way than i ever have been i've always thought of myself as a good dancer and now i'm surrounded by the best of the best mm -hmm. and so now it's constantly pushing me to become more flexible become more strong to become more technical with my dancing and it's just testing me a lot the other the other thing is um my master class my voice lesson that's super duper hard and Agreed. once around once again i'm surrounded around the best of the best and so it's a lot to get up in front of a bunch of people and sing for those of you that don't know a master class, when people talk about it, is usually when a guest artist or someone comes in front, comes to a group of people and you perform for them and then they work with you on those performances. They give you adjustments. They give you different things like that. 
and you go from there. But in our school and in our option, our voice teachers have a master class where every week all their voice students get together and they perform different songs and then the voice teacher works with them in front of their fellow voice teachers. So my voice teacher, like I said, is Ron and she has the Michael Elliott. Yep, which is the the head of our option. He's the head of the musical theater option <coughs> here at Ball State. And they're both phenomenal, phenomenal gentlemen, super duper talented. They both have different pedagogy and teach different things about vocal technique, but they're super duper awesome. Yeah, they are. And uh, besides being super duper busy, what has been kind of the the biggest emotional struggles and stuff? Because we know we know being a musical theater major is more than just being busy time wise it's exhausting physically emotionally mentally so talk to us a little bit about like your experience here and what you've been doing to take care of yourself and yeah yeah um well it's really hard to be here sometimes because i'm so far away from home Mm. um houston texas baby as you said i'm from (laughs) texas um so i miss home a lot um and I, I FaceTime my mom a lot. Mm-hmm. I call my parents a lot. Um, that helps. And thinking about going home helps. Yeah. Thanksgiving is coming quick. Yes. She's um, approaching. She's approaching. Um, and then also, it's it's really hard to be in this major and, like, just stay confident in yourself oh, and absolutely. stay, like, calm. Because, like you said, you see so many people performing and, like, Comparing yourself is a thing here. Mm-hmm. Everywhere is yeah. comparing yourself. Um, but like, I just, I tell myself, you are you. Mm. No one else mm. can do what you do. Mm. Um, and I think that's what everyone should. Yeah. Should t- tell themselves. You are you. And you can't do anything. Uh, you can't compare yourself because... We all have different experiences and we all have different journeys. Yes. And the worst thing that you could do is um, compare yourself. Comparison is the the thief of joy. Yeah. And that's so hard to do, especially in a a program like this. So, um, yeah, I just commend you for noticing that. And Mm -hmm. it's uh, so hard being away from home. You know, we're both out-of-state students, so we both get that. I'm a little closer to home, obviously, than you are. (laughs) Um, from Cincinnati, the nasty, you know, um, so (laughs) it's a little hard. So I just thank you for being open and being vulnerable with us. So, yeah. So theater is a thing. And when we talk about theater, there's so many different things that we can talk about. But I think one of the coolest things that I've noticed in theater is how we've become just so focused on being more inclusive in theater Mm -hmm. and ways that we can include other people. I mean, you're a woman. I am a gay man. Yes. And we're both in theater, you know? And if you look at our class, the class of 2023 2023 here at Ball State University, (laughs) um, we are super duper diverse and not only personalities but we're super duper diverse in the way that we uh, perform and also the way that we look 
I mean, we have Filipino identities. We have Asian identities. We have Hispanic identities. We have African-American identities. We have straight, bi, gay. We have white people. (laughs) We have men, women. In the class of 2023, there are people that are transgender. We have a couple people that are non-binary. So we're becoming so much more inclusive. And today I was actually talking to one of my professors um, that teaches one of our aesthetics classes about how we can be more inclusive in not only ethnicities and identities but how we can be more inclusive about learning styles in different ways like that so i thought it would be cool if we kind of just dove into a little bit about our experiences in theater and talked a little bit about theater and diversity in theater Mm -hmm. and the lack thereof and the push towards it you know Mm -hmm. what i mean skylar is almost an expert in this kind of stuff. She's a little research geek Mm. and did some research and has some really cool quotes that she found. Yes. So those are going to be the quotes of the episode. For those of you that have listened, you're like, Jared, you missed the quote of the episode. No, I didn't. It's (laughs) here. I promise. So, (laughs) yeah. So I'm going to kind of turn it over to her to talk a little bit about diversity in theater. And yeah, definitely. Um, So, I mean, I found this quote from Why History Has Its Eyes on Hamilton's Diversity. Ooh, Hamilton the Musical, one of the best. If you don't know it, would you like to give a description of it? Oh, sure. Yeah. Look at her. She's (laughs) taking over. She's like, Jarrett. Now I'm going to turn it over to Jarrett for for an explanation on what Hamilton is. So most of you probably have heard of Hamilton, the American musical written by Lin-Manuel Miranda. And it's a story about... uh, our very own Alexander Hamilton, kind of his origin story. And it's turned into a semi-opera, everything Mm. sung and danced. And it's revolutionary Mm -hmm. is the best word for it. And the fact how they present the story of Alexander Hamilton, the way that they use diversity to make different points, and also the way they did it production value. So when I talk about production value, they use movement and hip hop and rap and different staging things that no other musical has ever done before. It's something we've never seen before. So it took the world by storm, still taking the world by storm. And when I talk about diversity in Hamilton is that there is literally like two white people in the show Mm -hmm. and one is King George, yeah. who, dream roll, hey, cast me <laughs> as King George. Um, and I've seen white people being the ensemble, but all of the leads are people of different ethnicities. Yeah. So historically, Hamilton's played by Hisp- a Hispanic man. Angelica Schuyler is played by an African-American woman, usually. Mm-hmm. Um I almost said Philippa Sue, who plays Eliza, is played usually by someone of an Asian descent. George Washington is African-American. So it's making a point that, like, these people of different ethnicities are playing the founding fathers of our nation. And it's showing that down in its roots, they run the world and they are the reasons that they started America, you know, people of different ethnicities than white. So yeah, I just it's think not that's just white people who started. Yeah, I think yeah. it's super duper cool. And 
it's a point that there should be more plays and musicals that represent every race. Yes. Okay. And so back to you with this okay. quote, which so I think is super cool. The quote says, but the cast makes history in different ways, too, with the men and women of color playing characters who are all white. There's an African-American vice president, Aaron Burr, mm. a biracial George Washington, and a Chinese-American um, I think that's supposed to say Mr. Alexander Hamilton, not Mrs. No, Mrs. Alexander Hamilton. Oh, mi- that's yes, Mrs. Yeah. Alexander Hamilton. Which is Eliza. Eliza, yes, yeah. that's what you said. Um, but yeah, so... Um, it's like I a push that Broadway is making sure that there's musicals and plays for everyone. Yes. It's a way of showing that, pushing for this, because in America, there is a minority majority. Mm-hmm. The majority of Americans nowadays are people of minority races. Yes. The white people are outnumbered. Mm-hmm. We ain't all white anymore. Yeah, and you I know, know a lot of people are angry about Hamilton sometimes because they're like, oh, our founding father- fathers weren't African American. Mm-hmm. They were all white. You're so right in that there's, there is so many problems with, there's so many problems with people not being Mm open-minded especially in the theater which as we all know theater is super progressive and we we push for progressiveness Mm -hmm. so much in in the theater and broadway is trying to be more inclusive and represent the majority of america while also giving those people who in the past haven't had these opportunities to actually do it so i I just want to say for those people who do have not issues and uh, people who have a different differing opinion yes. about theater mm-hmm. and inclusivity and different things. Yeah. Let's have a dialogue about it. You know, shoot me a message, shoot me an email and let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, I, I love civil discourse. Y'all know that this is an open space for that. And let's talk about it. Yeah. But I think it ultimately comes down to people who can't be sensitive or yeah. can't be open-minded and people that are a little Uneducated. ignorant to the fact that they have privilege. Exactly. Yeah. It comes down to not being educated. Yeah, and yeah. she actually has a quote for that yes. too about how theater is coming to terms with its diversity problems and is facing some backlash from it. Definitely. Um, yeah. So from this article, theater is going to coming to terms with its diversity problem. The quote is, diverse ca- casting can challenge some audiences. I heard recently of a regional theater whose casting of a black Cinderella one year led to emails and letters of protest. Mm. You know, that's, it's one of those things that we heard a lot about it this summer with the announcement of a black aerial, of a black aerial yeah. for the live movie. Mm-hmm. And I was actually, y'all know this, I was in Shrek the Musical and the guy who played Donkey, James Major Burns, who was one of my inspirations for a podcast, go listen to his podcast, Third (laughs) Degree with James Major Burns. You can find him everywhere. (laughs) But he talks a lot about this and the whole hashtag not my aerial movement in which people were rejecting the movie and talking about how it's a problem that she is African-American when in reality, let's face it, mermaids can be any race exactly. <laughs> That's so true. you know it, and we had that conversation and talking about how the fact that ariel's white or black 
doesn't affect the story. No, not the at all. The fact that she's a mermaid affects, affects the story. It, exactly, you know what I mean? Exactly. And same with Cinderella. The fact that she's African-American or white doesn't affect anything. At all. Just as long as, you know, her daddy's black. You know what exactly, I mean? Or exactly. her mommy was black. So it makes a little bit of sense. But mm-hmm. I have a couple of friends that um, my friend Lillian from The Ohio State University, she knows uh, one of the swings and understudies for Frozen on Broadway. Okay. And she's an African-American woman. And okay. she went on for Anna okay. a couple of times. And as we all know, Jelani Aladdin originated the role of Kristoff on Broadway. And he's an African-American man. Yeah. And there was some backlash there, too, about different things having to do with accuracy of everything. And I don't know. What do you think about when it talks about accuracy versus inclusivity? What do you what do you think about that? Would they say it if Kristoff was uh, a black male in the cartoon? Exactly. They wouldn't. And then if it was a white person on the stage playing Kristoff, they would not say that. I Mm -hmm. don't I mean, I don't think so. Do you? No, I I, I completely agree. I think it's one of those things that let's look back at Disney's history and see how much diversity is there? Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't until what Mulan or oh, Princess and the Frog, Pocahontas probably was mm-hmm. the first. You're right, yeah. where we finally got some freaking exactly. diversity. If we didn't have all white princesses. It wasn't like mm-hmm. Snow White, Cinderella, Aurora. Yeah, exactly. And so now we're just opening the gates for allowing the most talented people to be cast as these people, you know, it ultimately comes down to that. And I've had conversations with uh, white people that are be like, you know, now I feel like I can't get jobs Mm -hmm. because I'm white. And I look at them and I'm like, no, (laughs) that's taking privilege. I mean, if we want to bring up another word privilege into the fact and looking at, saying like just because you're white that don't mean anything unless the role is specifically written as x character you know you look at shows like dream girls yes you can't cast white people in that show or the color purple or the color purple you know you can't cast white people because the show is specifically about race exactly you know same with oh goodness i'm blanking the there's yeah the no. whiz you know you, you can't want, mm, no no the answer is no you can't cast white people as that and that that kind of comes down to the the idea of typecasting and for those of you that don't know what typecasting is typecast is when someone looks at you and just sees what you look like and mm. what parts you can play based on characteristics that they see and that they assume about you. So I faced this actually recently in my acting class in that I got, we all got cast for our different scenes, and there's three gay guys in our class that we know of that are openly gay about it, and we all three got cast as the same character. Who is Who is a gay man. Yes. And that was hard for me to grasp because I felt like I was being typecast when me myself, I don't really identify with my sexuality first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's, there's other parts about me that I identi- that I identify with first, you know, mm-hmm. being a performer, being a Christian, you know, those things I identify with 
first. Right. Whereas other people identify with their sexuality first, which is so fine, but I don't. But you're not so, defined by just that thing. Absolutely. Exactly. So me getting typecasted as a gay man was hard for me to struggle. But I eventually understood that it was less about my sexuality and more about the challenge of the character that I was being challenged to look past my sexuality because the character really doesn't fit in with that sexuality. He He has a lot of other struggles there. And so our acting teacher was having us look at someone kind of similar to us and having that challenge of differentiating them a little bit from us, but while also having that piece to them. So I finally grappled, grappled with it and got that. But the idea of typecast is something that we talk about a lot in theater nowadays. And it's, it's such a powerful thing to get uh, that holds us that we have to get over because so many of us are like, Oh, I can't play that role because of X, Y, and Z. When in reality, you know, Broadway is paving a way of trying to get rid of typecasts. You know, there's some roles that only specific people can play. You know, Tracy Turnblad, for example, from Hairspray, mm-hmm. it was specifically written for a woman woman that is bigger, yes. you know, a bigger white woman, yes. you know, and that's kind of essential to it. Mm-hmm. Because one, she has to be white because of the plot. If you know Hairspray, that is essential to the plot. Yes. And she's also made fun of for her size. Exactly. You know, and you there's complete songs for it. Exactly. You know? So there's things like that where, yes, typecast has to d- come in. But Broadway's becoming so much more open-minded about it. I mean, if okay. you look at Harry Potter, the play, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, um, Hermione was played by a black woman. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. She was played by a black woman. I cannot remember her name off the top of my head, but she's played by a black woman and JK Rowling was like, I never ever in my books who she's the author of Harry Potter, never in my books like said she has to be white. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's so cool because based on pop culture, based on movies and stuff, we automatically assume things about different roles and different things. And I think this quote from the backstage report is a really great thing where it says the American theater has largely been conceived as a white American art form designed to tell the stories of white Americans. And if you look at our history in the entertainment industry, we look back and we see all these things with white people, white people, white people, white people, and we're kind of used to it. So I think it's time for Broadway. It, it's about time that Broadway has been like, hey, let's, let's shake it up it, a yeah, little let's bit. Switch it up. Let's put every shape and size and color yes, on stage. Yes, period. I think that's so true. And so that's something that we talk a lot about in theater nowadays. You know, I've talked with Ron, my voice teacher, about the initiatives within our department and becoming more inclusive and more aware of diversity and simple things like at the beginning of the show during the pre-show announcement, instead of saying, ladies and gentlemen, now we say, hello all, or Mm. welcome all. And that's just something so simple that we can do to include everyone, people that have varying gender identities. I think little things like that, Mm -hmm. you know, being cognizant every time that we're talking to anyone, doesn't matter if they look the same as you, they look completely different, you know, Mm -hmm. 
but we're being cognizant of their experience. We're making sure everyone feels welcome. Yes, we're being cognizant of their experience. We're making sure they're welcome, making sure that they're included. I think that's the most important thing because we all have a right to live our best life. And we all, T period, Uh, we all have a, we all have a right to do that. And we should have the right to do that. Of course. So, yeah, with that, I think that's a great talk that we had. We're going to wrap this baby up. And yeah, I'm so happy that we got to talk about this sensitive issue and that we kind of got to talk about theater and diversity and the importance of it. Uh, Do you have any like final thoughts before we depart from this episode? No, I don't think so. I mean, I hope people could learn from this podcast and learn about how everyone should have a right to play the part that they want mm. to. Snaps. Um, um, so yeah. Yeah, I took your period. period. I don't know. I didn't even period. know what else period. to say. And also, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Yeah. You are you. Period. For being on this wonderful, wonderful platform, of and I'm glad you were my little, my first little guest on this. Yes, this thank baby. You for me. Absolutely. Um, you can follow Skylar on all of her social medias, Skylar Desher. I will put all of her information in the description so you can give her a little follow and follow her little journey and hear this girl sing. She oh can sing. So, <laughs> um, as always, you can find me on all social media platforms at Jared R. Crothers, except for Snapchat. I'm at C-O-O-P-I-D-J. I don't know what it means. I made it in seventh grade. Don't judge me. Um, But feel free to hit me up with any questions, ideas, business, or if you just need to talk, you know I'm always here. Please send me an email or anything if you want to talk about diversity, especially in theater, you know, or diversity in other workplaces because diversity is so, 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 so important and it's a push that we're making in theater. So, yeah, I think we're done. I will see you next time. Remember to love others, stay you, and live your best life. Bye. Bye.